The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Agile Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into the methodology that can transform your marketing strategies and cross-functional effectiveness, Agile Operations. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about using Agile methodologies to make your marketing strategies, content, and implementation more effective. With us today is Roland Smart, who is a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast and the VP of Marketing at Pantheon which is a website operations platform for Drupal and WordPress. They are the leader in the web ops industry and run more enterprise WordPress and Drupal sites than any other platform. So far this week, we've talked about how to apply agile processes into your marketing operations. And today we're going to discuss how to approach creating an agile transformation. Here's the second installment of Agile Week with Roland Smart from Pantheon. Roland, welcome back to Agile Week on the MarTech podcast. Good to be back. So yesterday, we talked a lot about the processes for Agile and really what Agile is, which is a mindset and a methodology for rapidly testing and amplifying a signal when you see one. Let's just take a second to talk a little bit about the landscape of marketing. Where are you seeing Agile technologies being developed? So I think what we've seen in the last five or 10 years is that a robust ecosystem has been developing around Agile marketing. And you can see this in a couple of different parts of the ecosystem. So first up, there's just a significant number of technologies that have come to market, technologies that are in the MarTech stack to help teams operate in a more agile fashion, right? Those are the general purpose tools, like the ones that Atlassian makes, like Jira or Asana, LeanKit, those kinds. But then there are more purpose-built tools to help teams drive agility into specific disciplines, like managing their website. That's where Pantheon plays. We have a solution that helps teams operate in a more agile fashion when it comes to web ops. In addition to that, there's training and certification offerings that have come to market, where before there was training and certification for people, product managers or software developers. Now there is a certification for marketers that didn't exist before that is available through a company called IC Agile. And there's a bunch of different training companies that can certify you against that certification. 
We're seeing that the biggest consultancies out there, the McKinsey's, the BCG's, the Accenture's and Deloitte's, they are all extending their digital transformation practices to include agile transformation. You started to see them write a lot of content on this topic and starting to do research on this topic. We've obviously seen a lot of content come to market. I have a podcast called the Marketing Agility Podcast. I wrote a book on the topic. We've also seen really smart, influential people like Scott Brinker write content on this topic. And we're seeing events take on agility in the context of tracks and in the context of sessions. So at MarTech, for example, you'll see a bunch of content around embracing agility in the marketing function. So when you put all those things together, there's a foundation that should give marketers confidence as they embark on this journey. So for the in-house marketers who are trying to take a more agile approach, let's say for companies that are going through a transformation, what's the right approach for them to understand what software to use, understand whether they need a certification, even should they invest their time and go into the right conferences to invest in agile? What's the approach to building an agile transformation? It partly depends on what kind of company you are. I think for smaller companies, it's easier to run a pilot and then organically grow. They should absolutely invest in certification and training. I think that that will help a lot and will help them avoid pitfalls. For larger companies, I think there is usually a requirement that consulting needs to come in to do executive education and get executive buy-in in parallel with training and certification for the teams that are running the process from the bottom up into the organizations. There, I think scaling doesn't work as well organically. There's a more systematic method that needs to be applied to drive agility across the enterprise. So that's a starting point. I think that working at a small company, trying to be agile is relatively easy to implement. You just take the methodology and you start testing small and building up. And for the early stage startups, you should be agile from when you start because you probably don't know anything about the market that you're entering. Agree. I mean, small teams are fundamentally more agile, right? Agile is one of the basic ideas built into agile is that we try and break work into the smallest possible pieces that we can deploy to validate direction. But it also says that we should break up teams into small cross-functional teams. And small companies are typically more likely to have small cross-functional teams. Teams are generally people. Exactly. Right. So when you're working in an organization that's the opposite, when you have a mature or even a deteriorating business and you're driving a cruise ship and you need to turn it around, those take a long time. What's the way to implement an agile approach across a large organization? I imagine this is where the consultants that you mentioned are absolutely feasting. Absolutely. So getting executive buy-in is absolutely critical. And there are some very significant mindset changes that leaders of the marketing function need to go through. We can touch on some of those, but consultancies are really the primary lever that can be used to adjust executive mindset and increase the likelihood of success. I think it also really helps to have an agile transformation leader within the company. That function is often starts within the marketing operations team, but it can be a standalone function. So it makes sense that you know large organization needs some sort of change agent and needs someone to drive each and educate each team on how to make these mindset changes. What are some of the impediments for large organization? What stops them from making these changes efficiently? 
So I have a lot of research that I did for my book and just having spoken with a lot of marketers at enterprises on the podcast, what I'm going to share with you comes from those conversations directly. And what we typically see the pattern is that the dominant case is that agile is driven into large organizations through mid-level managers who have seen the benefit in their own group. But they may influence a team that is adjacent to them and get them to embrace Agile as well. But they typically are unable to drive a broader transformation within the company that in their working. The opposite end of the spectrum, very small set of companies, you have an executive that is really bought in to Agile for whatever reason. It may have been that that executive was previously a mid-level manager who had success with Agile and is now running the marketing function and is going to run it across their organization. They're willing to invest in the consulting and the training to drive success. The best success that we see, though, is the case where you've got an executive that's bought in and you have those mid-level managers together. And there we see like 70% success rates. So the subtext there is just that executive buy-in is the thing that has the single biggest influence on the success of a broader agile transformation. So getting that buy-in is absolutely critical. So one of the mindset changes that's very hard for executives to get their heads around, so to speak, is they tend to be very protective of the brand. They don't want to put anything into the market that's inconsistent with the brand. So they want to be sure that the thing is right before they put it in the market. And that goes back to the waterfall approach, right? They want to do this detailed analysis that's going to give them confidence that the thing they release is right. Because in their view, to put something into the market, if it's not right, then you're offending the brand and you're damaging the relationship you have with your brand constituents. In fact, Agile proposes that the exact opposite is true. First off, the general assumption is like, the brand is not what you say it is. The brand is what your customers say it is. So you're not the owner and arbiter of the brand. So because of that, Agile basically says, well, let's do really small things and put them out into the market. And our community, our users, our prospects, our customers will tell us if that thing is right or wrong. And if it is wrong, then our ability to quickly address their feedback and put something else back in the market that addresses that feedback that experience is actually the thing that drives the strongest loyalty and connection with the brand. Because they've basically seen, hey, we gave you feedback. You addressed it really quickly. You're listening to us. And it's that process that actually builds really, really the strongest brand relationships. And executives need to recognize that in order to get to success, it's going to necessitate failure. Like any R&D group, right? If you think about a drug company, for example... They work on a thousand drugs that don't work before they find the one that does. That is the case in the marketing function on a smaller scale, that there's going to be a lot of small failures on the path to success. And just getting comfortable with that and understanding like if the things you release are really, really small, they will not be disastrous. They can actually be levers to improve the connection between the company and their customers. The other thing that I think is worth calling out and that your listeners should just be aware of is that marketers often accept influence when it comes to how they approach Agile from another organization within their company that is already using Agile. So the IT organization, a software engineering team, a product management team that's already operating in an Agile way. And that can be a mistake because those organizations, if they've got an engineering background, tend to be more process-oriented than your average marketer. 
So I often recommend marketers start with the West prescriptive process. So if your product management team is using Scrum, which is a really rigorous method, I often recommend that marketers actually start with something like Kanban, which is a simpler method and it's easier for them to get going with. Yeah. Kanban being, I think most of us would think of it as a Trello board, right? You have different stages where you're moving them from the stages in a funnel. I don't know why this is what pops into my head, but when you're talking to the story about people having uncertainty about moving towards agile processes because they don't want to hurt the brand, the concept of new Coke popped into my head. Mm -hmm. The context is Coca-Cola has the classic version of Coca-Cola and they decide they're going to change the formula because Pepsi is taking away market share and they release new Coke, which is an updated version and flavor. And people are upset that they don't have Coke. And then Coke re-releases Coca-Cola as Coca-Cola Classic. And New Coke is no longer. What they should have done is been agile and released New Coke in one market. Totally. You do your product development and you do your testing. And if it starts to be successful in a market, then you expand to other regions. And the reason why I bring this story up is for executives who are nervous about moving to an agile processes, the notion that you don't have to test on your entire population, right? You could take a small, whether it's statistically significant or not, like you can get directional data as a signal and then try to get something that's statistically significant over time. Yeah. And I would argue that taking a natural approach would even say that like the MVP or the minimum viable product is actually even smaller than bringing a product like that into a test market. It could start with like, a closed group of brand influencers, right? Where you're doing really early stage validation of whether or not this new messaging and new positioning would work. Then you can start, you know, deploying that messaging in the context of advertising for a product that doesn't yet even exist. So the incremental steps are almost always smaller than we think they are when we, when we first think about how do we get a new product into the market. The interesting thing about agility is it absolutely is a mindset of how do you carve out the smallest possible signal to get a sense. And one of the pieces of advice that an, a potential investor gave me when I was working on an old startup was if you want to see if your startup's going to work, start running your advertising before you build the product. See if people need it. Yeah, totally. It's right out of Eric Reese's book, The Lean Startup. He talks about a case study where a company didn't have a product, but they used advertising to validate whether there was even an interest or demand for it and how they should frame the offering. So absolutely, like the MVP is, I'll just say, always smaller than we think it is. I think that's the biggest takeaway. MVP is smaller than what you think it is. And as you're going through the transformation, you generally, if you're in a large organization, need some executive leadership to buy into this. And for those executives listening to the show that are thinking about trying to be more agile, you can start small even in your agile testing. Pick a group, an organization, pick a person in your team and start giving them some direction and take something in your organization that you think you can start building these processes in and see how it goes. That's really the agile methodology in, in the first place. Absolutely. And I see enterprises often standing up or trying that first agile team where they're going to pilot. Oftentimes it is a new initiative. Sometimes it's a business group or an initiative that is in deep trouble. Like their back is against the wall and they're incentivized to take more risk. In fact, it's de-risking working with Agile, but they see embracing Agile as being high risk, but they're willing to take that risk when a business is in trouble. 
Okay, so we've covered a lot of grounds in terms of how to make those transformations. You know, for early stage companies, it is a little easier because they are inherently small teams and they don't have a lot of data, so they have to be agile on some level. For the larger organizations, finding executive leaderships, testing with small teams, and building out that mindset and understanding that when you are moving to agile methodologies, you're you're actually de-risking, not taking on more risk. And it might seem like something that is cumbersome or scary, but honestly, that's where bringing in somebody from the outside, whether it be a consultant or an agile advocate, can really help your organization. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Roland Smart for joining us. If you'd like more of Roland's tips for building an effective strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we're going to talk about how to use agile methodologies to create content and drive sustainable organic growth. And if you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Roland, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is rsmartly, R-S-M-A-R-T-L-Y. Or you can visit his company's website, which is pantheon.io. That's P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N.io. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of our transcripts and contact information for all of our guests. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we built benjshap.com slash question where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Agile Week, we've got some great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.